Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts, and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning, and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. Joining me this week on the Daily Grind, my favorite co-host and favorite big sister in the whole wide world, Carla Cockrell. <laughs> Hello, Daily Grind. It is good to be with you. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Thursday, August 24th. And on this date in 1682, William Penn received the area that is now known as the state of Delaware. And he added it to his colony of Pennsylvania. Wow, he covered a lot of ground. Yeah, he did. I didn't realize he was in charge of Delaware also. I know. And in 1932... Amelia Earhart became the first Ooh. woman to fly across the United States nonstop. That's very um, exciting. Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey. Wow. On this date in 1989, Cincinnati Reds manager Pete Rose was banned from baseball forever for gambling by Commissioner A. Bartlett Giamatti. Okay. Bummer. Bummer. Because he was Charlie Hustle. I know. In 1995, on this date, Microsoft Windows 95 was released. (laughs) Windows. And on this date, in 2006, Pluto was demoted from fourth planet to dwarf planet. No, 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 no. Disapproved. Disapproved. I agree. I'm. I'm not a fan. No. I don't care what you say. Right. My but textbook still has it in there from the one planet. kept from before. <laughs> so August 24th is Maryland Day. Okay. It's Peach Pie Day. Okay. Yes. It's Waffle Day. Also, yes. <laughs> and it's Pluto Demoted Day. Oh, no. <laughs> which I'm going to observe only as an opportunity to protest. In fact, it should be reinstate Pluto Day. <gasps> Let's make a day. Yes. Let's make a day. Reinstate okay. Pluto. Pluto's a planet. Yeah. Go Pluto. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. All known elements are created from helium and hydrogen inside a star with a process called nucleosynthesis okay so they think which would probably explain the singularity that started the big bang and did everything Mm, anyway but everything yeah comes from those two Hmm. different kind of element did you ever see the fifth element oh willis and the it's a good sci-fi flick but in it interesting enough the hero corbin played by bruce willis and the villain Zorg never meet each other. In fact, they never even know that the other exists. 
Oh, how funny. I know. I know. That's interesting. If you choose not to decide, you still made a choice. Right. <laughs> W.C. Fields once said that you should start every day off with a smile and get it over with. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> Having a creative password is really unfortunate because as much as you want to, you can't tell anyone about it. I know. <laughs> That's true. I've had recently some genius passwords and it is so hard not to go. Oh, I know. I, what I just came up one. with. I got a great one. <laughs> I know. Well, Let's keep it to yourself. Just keep it to myself. Mm, right into my little book. A group of wombats is called a wisdom. <laughs> what? A wisdom. A wisdom okay. of wombats. Okay. <laughs> That's just fun to say, isn't it? I guess so. I've never heard that. Wisdom I of wombats. On the Serengeti and saw wisdom of wombats. <laughs> yep, that's fun. Yeah. Oh. When you are outside your comfort zone often enough, that becomes your comfort your comfort zone. And mm-hmm. that is how you grow and thrive. That's right. All the stuff, the good stuff happens outside the comfort zone. It does. It happens. Makes you better. So, yep. 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 Don't be afraid. Now, this is something you should be afraid of, though. I really <laughs> think the worst time to have a heart attack would be during a game of charades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, heart attack. Heart attack. <laughs> John is so good at this game. Okay, now you're just hamming it up. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> Gosh. Tragic. Put that on my tombstone. <sighs> he totally nailed this heart attack. I'm sure. <laughs> and now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. We're going to look at Hebrews 12 too. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I know it might sound cliche, but if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time making sense of just what's going on, I would say focus, look to Jesus. Set your gaze upon Jesus. I know for myself, I can tell when I'm not focused on Jesus. When I get focused on other things, whatever they might be, that's where my my energies go. And that affects my attitudes, my affections, my purpose. And Jesus clearly said, you can't serve two masters. So we're going to look at the context first surrounding Hebrews 12.2 and then See what it has to say for us today. So the book of Hebrews was penned for Jewish individuals who had embraced Jesus's teaching and were following the way. And these early Christians found themselves confronting. So these followers faced mounting pressure to abandon their newfound faith and revert to their old ways. This letter aimed to inspire and bolster their faith, to guide them to remain steadfast in their commitment to Jesus. Often dubbed the faith chapter, Hebrews 11 outlines the lives of amazing individuals who demonstrated unwavering faith. And as that chapter transitions into the commencement of chapter 12, 
The focus shifts from advocating for a faith-driven life to offering inspiration for such a life. The author compiles a list of faith heroes. It's the Hall of Fame of Faith, a gesture that's both uplifting and motivating for the Jewish Christians who confronted and lived out trials, hardships, and persecutions. This paves the way for Hebrews 12.1, which bridges the previous discourse to a potent application for the readers. It's a compelling plea to manifest faith through action, and Hebrews 12.2 extends this call even further. So let's unpack 12.2. With context in mind, we're going to explore the significance of Hebrews 12.2. And to aid in that comprehension, we're just going to break this verse down into five sections. Fixing our gaze on Jesus. So in a race, your focus must remain fixed ahead. When you glance backwards, it's going to hamper your progress. It's going to slow you down or even cause you to stumble. Sprinting full throttle while looking backwards is impossible. We end up losing our momentum and often that results in our stumbling. Founder and perfecter of our faith. So as the founder of our faith, Jesus forged the way for us. He paved the way for us to regain righteousness. He exchanged my sin for his righteousness, and he bid me to follow him on a journey that is fueled by my trust in him. He is the sole source of hope and salvation. In his role as the perfect example, Jesus just didn't create a path. He traversed it fully. He traveled it and completed it. And this verse continues by outlining how we can align our lives with his accomplishments. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Let that sink in. Endured the cross. It's the epitome of a shameful and agonizing end. Jesus focused on the future joy. Eschewing the excruciating pain of the present. Jesus understood that beyond the cross... His people would find life. And so he willingly embraced the cross to restore us and to bring glory to himself. Now that principle remains so relevant for us today. Amid all of our trials and struggles and sufferings, we should center our attention on the joy that we possess in Christ. Reminding ourselves and each other that our suffering is transient. And not only that, but God will redeem our suffering for his glory. Despising the shame or dismissing the shame. It aimed to inflict maximum humiliation as well. This gruesome execution method aimed to bring disgrace upon its victims. Jesus endured beatings and mockery from the crowd. They taunted him, claiming that he could save others not himself. It was just amazing that unknown to them, he was saving them in a way that they couldn't understand. Seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus's end wasn't the end. He triumphed over death. He ascended to heaven to sit beside God, the father, occupying the right hand position signifies honor and authority. This honor sparked a dispute among the disciples regarding who would sit next to Jesus, Mark 10, 37. And it reflected their lack of comprehension about the sacrifice required for that position. 
the verse's conclusion underscores Jesus's authority and power. And it underscores that he completed the task set before him and is now residing at God's right hand. That leads us to the so what. How does Hebrews 12.2 apply to our lives today? Well, I think the parallels between the initial recipients of this letter and believers today are striking. Both groups face immense pressure to renounce their faith, reverting to familiar old ways. The challenge remains relevant today as our culture pressures us to forsake our beliefs and embrace alternate paths. The essence of Hebrews 12.2 challenges us to stay focused on our race, fixing our gaze upon Jesus and his completed work. We cannot afford to look back or become complacent. We must press onward. We have to keep our focus on Jesus. We can't make our focus the economy, the upcoming elections, our health, our plans for retirement. We need to keep our focus on Jesus because whatever our focus is, that's ultimately going to be where our heart is. And this verse is also, I think, uh, an amazing message of encouragement. We are not running this race alone. Jesus, the architect and embodiment of our faith, has paved the way, and he also empowers us. He serves as both our example and our source of strength. So brothers and sisters, keep running. Resist succumbing to the distractions that this world presents that so vie for your attention, so want to draw your focus onto things, sometimes good and noble things. Remain committed to keep your focus on Jesus. By fixing your eyes on Jesus, you will discover an unparalleled well of peace and joy. Thank you for joining me today on another episode of The Daily Grind. There's some show notes with a link to my email address if you want to send me a comment, mention something that you want to see covered on The Daily Grind, have a question over something I've said, or if you just want to send me a good random fact or dad joke. That'd be great. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And in the meantime, have a great Thursday and grace and peace to you in the name.